Hey there, folks. Welcome to another episode of The Cracked Podcast, the podcast all about why being alive is more interesting than people think it is. My name is Alex Schmidt, and I'm the head of podcasting here at Cracked. I'm also known as Schmitty the Clam. I'm also known as Schmitty the Champ. And I am also, also going to let you know something about the platform called YouTube. Yes, YouTube, the most famous uh, way to watch a video on the internet of all time. It turns out they weren't really handling conspiracy theories on it. As of January of 2019, this year, Google started to change its algorithm so it would not recommend conspiracy videos because a thing kept happening where, for instance, someone watches a video like Hillary Clinton gives speech and then YouTube's algorithm says they'd probably like to see the next video, Hillary Clinton is a lizard. That's kind of a made-up example, but you know what I mean. Uh, just the search terms of it would send people from watching regular news videos to conspiracy videos within a few jumps to the next video. And if you know how a lot of people watch YouTube where they just kind of put it on, that's spooky. It can lead you down some really weird corridors, and that leads us into today's topic. Our topic today is the world's strangest, newest conspiracy theories. One more time, that is the world's strangest, newest conspiracy theories. We're getting into ways that, sure, there have always been conspiracy theories, but there are new ones in our time that are based on extremely specific recent things and are also based on specific ways information travels around now that it just didn't in the past. Obviously, this is a show with false information in it because we are talking about the false information of conspiracy theories, and I think it's all worth being familiar with just so you know how to watch out for the next fake thing coming your way. And for this topic, for this set of fake things that will break apart, I'm joined by an incredible guest. Returning to the show, we are joined by the one and only Dana Gould. I hope you know his podcast, The Dana Gould Hour. I hope you know him from past episodes of this show where we talked about the Emmys and ghosts and the Simpsons and so many other things. And he is, of course, a past writer for The Simpsons. He had a recent show, Stan Against Evil, on IFC that was amazing. And he's done so many other things with uh, just TV you love. He's also a phenomenal stand-up comedian that you can see on the road soon if you are in Portland, Sacramento, San Francisco, or Englewood, Colorado. Uh, also, La Jolla in California. We will link all of his dates coming up in June and July uh, for you so you can go see him because he's the best. Also, many of those shows are from a tour he's doing called The Show with Two Heads, where it is Dana Gould and Bobcat Goldthwaite both doing stand-up. Yeah, you get both of them in one show. Isn't that neat? It is. Correct. I am so glad I get to talk to Dana about this because he knows so much about conspiracy theories. Uh, his act as a stand-up, it often draws on JFK theories alien theories, various L.A. local murder theories. There are a lot of those in the past. Uh, it's just sort of a mode of thinking that he breaks down a lot in comedy. And now we get to do it on the podcast, and I'm very excited. So please sit back or sit with a tinfoil hat on in an attempt to prevent the government from beaming things into your brain, even though MIT says it actually makes it easier for things to be beamed into your brain. I, I cannot wait to get into the science of that one. Either way, here's this very fun episode of the Cracked Podcast with Dana Gould. I'll be back after we wrap up. Talk to you then. Dana, thank you for diving into uh, just the newest, strangest things with me. That's very exciting. It's my pleasure. <laughs> my area of expertise. As long as we're not talking about sports, I think I'm fine. I don't think we have any sports, so that's good. I've seen a ton of your stand-up, and it's amazing. And, and especially you have so many things about, like, JFK or aliens, or yeah. <laughs> especially people's, like, reaction to the idea that there's something going on out there. It's hard to grow up. And just accept the fact that <laughs> terrible things happen. You know, that was oh, the, the worst. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is, one of the best books about the JFK assassination is called Case Closed. I believe it's by Martin Posner. I could be wrong. Okay. We'll link it. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's just like, a, yeah, this happened. And this is, uh, <laughs> he did it. And it's terrible. And, and it's just that like you don't want to accept that one guy can cause all that chaos. Oh. I wonder but if that that's book what is... happens. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what happens. It's easier to rationalize. Well, clearly, bad things are intentional and have a massive network of support. Otherwise, life becomes too scary and un, uh, unpredictable, yeah. unreliable. 
it, it almost maybe gives people some kind of control over stuff. If yeah, they're like, the ah, illusion, I can suss it out. The illusion of control. Yeah, the illusion yeah. of control. And uh, <laughs> it's hard to accept that just terrible things happen and that's it. I also believe that there's there's two sides to it. There's one, the people that really go deep dive conspiracy lunatics are called lunatics for a reason. They're not rational. Right. And <laughs> a lot of looking at these things, like flat earthers is a great example. Um, oh, yeah. People who sincerely believe it aren't thinking rationally. And then you impose your rational viewpoint on them. Well, clearly, everything would have to be faked. <laughs> you know, for, you know, right. Yeah, and everything to rationalize your warped point of view. But you're imposing your rational thought onto somebody who's not thinking rationally. And then the other aspect of it is a lot of it's just fun. You yeah. know, Bigfoot UFO stuff, that's just fun. It's a slippery slope before you start to believe it. I lo- you know, look, that's a thing. Guardian yeah. Angels. Right. My mom believes there's an invisible woman in the nightgown that floats above her head all day long <laughs> and is there to help her find her car keys. Right. You know? <laughs> it's a form of, I guess, mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> well, it it's all those things all while. I love the way you broke all that down. Like it's it's a lot of trying to have the illusion of control and, and trying to just think about things and uh, maybe a more fun way than the way we have to think about things if we yeah. if we take it head on. And there were yeah. always crazy people, and I think the percentage of crazy people to sane people are was always pretty much consistent. But now, yeah. because of the internet, they're all talking to each other, and uh, they're they all, all connected. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> you know, the QAnon is a great example of like, yeah, all of all the people in tinfoil hats suddenly met. Yeah. And have each other's phone number. And, and then it becomes a movement and then it's dangerous. The main belief of QAnon, which is that there is a mysterious man in the government with security clearance, level Q. Level Q. Yeah. Which, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's like a Quisp and Quake were two serials in the 60s. Maybe they're connected. <laughs> right. Everything um, Q related. Right, it's all coming Q, together. Yeah, everything, it's all yeah. Quisp. Quisp was an alien. Figure it out for yourselves, people. I can't spell it out. <laughs> but the theory was that Robert Mueller or Mueller and Donald Trump were actually working in concert with each other. The entire right. Mueller investigation was a sting on a pedophile ring. Yes. Run by uh, Hillary Clinton, of course. Yeah. And then when the Mueller report was released... And that wasn't in there. You would think that it would disprove, (laughs) that it would disprove the theory. But no, it only reinforces their theory. Ah. Of course it's not there. They can't release (laughs) that information. Like it's, it's impervious to logic. You know, it's a. Right. You know, They're just not. How do I know Godzilla's do. real? Have you ever seen him? Exactly. <laughs> huh? What? And yeah, we have so many of these theories here, yeah. and uh, I'm glad you bring up QAnon because that yeah. that is such a. It's maybe the newest, biggest one of our times. Like I feel like the average person may not know that there's a massive community on the internet of people who are telling each other these things about Q. And it's right. not not Q from Star Trek: The Next Generation. No, nope. it's a guy who has Q level clearance, and that clearance is actually a real thing in the Department of Energy. Yeah, they, it's they not a massive level of clearance either. It's in the Department of Energy. It's right. not like it's not like you know it's it's not like you know Area Fifty One. It's like there's one Home Depot where they have a flying saucer. <laughs> it's just the Department of Energy. It's not an exclusive. Um, right, many people have it, yeah. and uh, and the theory is that one of them is using the the newspaper of record 4chan to uh, release <laughs> release information <laughs> to uh, to the rest of us about what the deep state is doing and then right. there's a sub theory where specifically this QAnon person is JFK Jr who faked his own death so in that, in that plane yeah. crash thing right. and is apparently trying to help the republicans or something i don't really yeah it's so that. random but the more weird you can get it yeah. <laughs> the easier it is to believe. And so we've built this legend around this mysterious person, and we'll we'll link some things that describe it. We won't link you to the source because we're not going to help you get into it. Yeah. But the uh, the but... weird thing about the QAnon, <laughs> the, the weird thing about the QAnon thing is, and, and it's key to a lot of conspiracies, is they use common things like Q, the, the, the most dangerous aspect of the QAnon thing was, was Pizzagate, where yes. they convinced a certain group of people who are maybe don't have their feet anchored very deeply into reality uh, that Hillary Clinton was running a child sex ring out of the basement of a pizza shop. Right. Why, why 
Where else yeah. would you do it? The number one place. Right. You got the shelves of cheese and olive yeah. oil and dough. And if you and, then, yeah. and if you are running something <laughs> as dangerous as a child sex ring, you want it in a public facility where a lot of people are going in and out. You know, right. you don't want it in a <laughs> private mansion. You know, you'd want it out in the uh, out in the open. Um, <laughs> but a guy showed up with a gun. You know, and that's when you get into dangerous. Uh, a, a guy showed up with a gun to free the children from the basement. By right. the way, building didn't have a basement. <laughs> Which proves it did. Right, exactly. Um, and then, yeah, because then to, be, to make it super clear for people, in real life, a person who believed the theory showed up at the pizza place with a gun and didn't shoot anyone, but could have. Yeah, but bad. could have. Yeah. No, yeah. The, a, a guy really did show up with a gun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And somehow Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg have been lumped into this. Ah. Uh, and the code is because in a lot of movies, Tom Hanks eats pizza. <laughs> but if you look at any. Instagram post of Tom Hanks, all the comments are QAnon people threatening him with outing him from his participation in a child sex ring. Oh, boy. That's a, a waste of time uh, yeah. for everyone. <laughs> no, it's true. And, and, and it's of all the people. But again, because Tom Hanks is a famously decent person right. <laughs> who disagrees with them politically, so that can't exist. Yeah. So he has to be, there's got to be. be something to take <laughs> him out. You know, I, I, I do understand the level of, of powerlessness. You know, a lot of people thought once Donald Trump was elected, all the troubles would be over and then yeah. they weren't. And so this was born out of that. Well, of course they're not. He's working on a thing and the deep state has stopped. Cause it, it started. If the before- deep state was as powerful as you say it is, he wouldn't have got elected, would he? You would think. Yeah. He certainly wouldn't have like a firewall in Congress his first two years yeah. either, or yeah. most state governments controlled by the same party or anything. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this phenomenon started before he was elected. And so there were a lot of like predictions and prophecies built into once he's elected, ah, all the, uh, the cabal of the deep state will go down. Yeah. And then it led to a guy showing up at a, a regular pizza place with a gun. Also, it, this tied into email hacks because now a lot of conspiracy theories are around like people's emails. And so there was a guy named John Podesta who was part of the Hillary Clinton campaign. Right. And then in 2016, some of his emails were released. And then by WikiLeaks, it, and that is one of the major uh, elements of the of the real Mueller investigation. Right, right. Right. He was hacked in a fishing expedition by a Russian hacking operation. Yeah. Uh, then given to Julian Assange at WikiLeaks, Julian Assange communicated with Roger Stone about timing the release of these stolen emails mm-hmm, yeah. to help the Trump campaign. And specifically, uh, they came in very handy the day of the Access Hollywood tape. Right. They Six hours later, they dumped the first load of damaging emails to dilute the news feed. What a coinkydink. Uh, Cool. No, it's not a coincidence at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so these things happen. Uh, and uh, and that is the origin of, uh, and, and it really came down to was Roger Stone communicating directly with the campaign. And that was, you know, that would be where the laws. So, you know, th- that is a real thing that happened. You know, th- but yeah, but this is all a puppetry of big pancakes that's trying to get IHOPs into Russia or whatever, whatever, you know, whatever. The, <laughs> you, know, you can't go up against big pancakes, it's man. It's international right in the name of the restaurant. <laughs> like, it was right there. Yeah. <laughs> wake up, people. We're inside the stack. <laughs> yeah, I feel like with a lot of these theories too, like especially thanks to the internet and technology and things, there are a lot of crazy real things to know about, like that somehow there would be Russian cooperation with the Trump campaign. And that I feel like that helps all these conspiracy theories a lot because there are some things in reality that sound crazy. And so they develop these theories and it's approximately the same crazy scale, just missing all the facts. Yeah, that's 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 exactly right. That's yeah. Yeah. There's always you know, there is a lot of stuff that's out there. But uh, it's like, as my friend says, you know, they can't keep the ingredients to the secret sauce secret, (laughs) you know, and 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 I go back to 9-11 is the home of a lot of crazy conspiracy theories, you know, the the, the, uh, you know, it was all a government plan. But a lot of the people that promulgate this. It has to come down to that that George Bush is a, a super genius. Oh, if right, he could be behind this, our smartest president. Right, but also in other versions of their stories, is incredibly stupid. 
You know, it's like the, the same people that think he's an idiot also think he's Blofeld. It's like you can have it both ways. <laughs> well, and you know? same with Trump, I think, too. Yeah. They're yeah. like, oh, he's playing 4D chess and he's doing all these genius things that we don't know about. Right. And he also And I maybe can see how people read. that are <laughs> rational think that he's playing 4D chess just because he's so unpredictable. Yeah. Uh, and you want to – you? but I was listening to – a White House reporter saying, uh, I've been following the White House since the first day of his presidency, and I am convinced he's playing no dimensional chess. <laughs> he just throws this stuff out there on a daily basis and watches people react. I mean, he's basically barefoot Paul McCartney on the cover of Abbey Road. Why is he barefoot? Clearly he's dead. No, he just was barefoot. <laughs> and then you put put whatever you want onto it that, you know, yeah. that's the beautiful thing about, about conspiracies is that you can take any random fact to support your case and any contradictory fact further goes to support your case because well, yeah. clearly they want to make it look like it's not true. That proves that it is. <laughs> and that might lead us into one of the weirdest roots of Pizzagate. Cause like, like thinking about that, that Paul McCartney theory around Abbey Road, where like right. somehow the art of Abbey Road meant he was dead. All we had for that theory was the art. There wasn't a lot of other information to go off of right. or mess with. Today, we have reams of information all the time. There are like hundreds of pages of these emails to pick through. And so then people decided basically every word of the Podesta emails was code. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it it's somewhat based on, there is like a real phenomenon where certain terrible uh, child abusing people right. on the internet use codes. But right. the theory people decided that every possible word is code. Like they decided the word pizza is code for a girl. The word cheese is code for a little girl. Ice cream is code for a male prostitute. Sauce is code for an orgy. Walnut is code for a person of color. We have a whole list with right. footnote. Yeah. It's, it's just every so word in the English language. So anybody who's ever ordered food over the internet <laughs> right. could easily be accused of being a child abuser. Yeah. yeah. So they, they took, it's, they took this information. Well for them. Right. Works well for them. <laughs> and the, the whole point of it being a child abuser is so pernicious because – what it does is it puts you in the position of saying, I'm not a child abuser. Well, clearly, who says that? Right. <laughs> you know, that was the old thing about in the 50s or 60s, Lyndon Johnson was running for Senate or something, and he accused his opponent of cheating on his wife, and somebody in his campaign said, he, didn't, he doesn't cheat on his wife. And Johnson goes, I know, I just want to hear him deny it. Oh, man. <laughs> I One of our been... other great crazy presidents. He's, yeah, really underrated nut. Yeah, uh, taking his penis out in uh, in front of his Secret Service guys and everything. Yeah. What a guy! Yeah. yeah, a nut. Yeah, and and you know we are living through this as well. The one thing the president does is he inflicts his psychodrama onto the nation. It's no right. coincidence that from 1964 to 1974, the country was in great turmoil because we had our most stable presi presidents, right? Yeah, yeah both yeah. men. Johnson and Nixon. Bananas. <laughs> bananas. And now, too, also bananas. Another theory you mentioned earlier, which was the flat earth thing. And uh, right. it turns out, I, I don't know if there's one single flat earth organization. No, but there's several. Uh, my oldest daughter wanted to go to the flat earth convention in Denver in April of this year. Oh. And I said, Why? If we get on a plane to go to Denver, we're going to know that they're wrong. <laughs> right. And she <laughs> said the best thing, she said, to see how crazy they are and get some Flat Earth merch. Yeah, that, that, that sounds really good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't argue with her logic. If they if they did one in town, I'd look into it. Yeah. yeah I don't no, want to fly. But, well, the problem yeah. with the Flat Earthers is that you get, unfortunately, with the Flat Earthers, you get a lot of anti-vaxxers and survivalist gun nuts. And, and a, you know, and a lot yeah. of it is just that everything is a lie. And the, the flat earth thing is really that, that borders into religious zealotry because this is a thing that has been proven wrong. Right. And you That's have pretty... to discount <laughs> a massive portion of reality yeah. to believe this. So you're, divorced from a large section of reality. Think of the level of genuine conspiracy that would go into hiding the fact that the <laughs> earth was flat and <laughs> why they would do that. You know, yeah, what, the motivation. What I, is the, yeah. Bleh. 
There is no motivation. <laughs> and they would argue that the fact that you can't tell their motivation is proof that they're motivated. You know, again, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a drain that you get swirled into. With all of these, it, it almost feels like, I don't know if you've taken like improv classes, but there's that, that basic thing of yes and. Yes and. Like yeah. whatever happens, I'm going to affirm it and continue Add information, it. yeah. And they're just like, I'm going to yes and any information I'm given to still fit it into what I think. Well, did you ever like listen anything? to Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell? No, I don't know. Unfortunately, Art Bell passed away uh, not too recently. The show is still on. It's on AM radio at night, coast to coast AM. And it was basically the X-Files call-in radio show. It was any conspiracy. Oh. Very, very tuned to Supernatural. You know, they would have the, have you ever thought you see somebody and you look and they're not there? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, they are there. They're the shadow people. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, and the shadow people are inter- interdimensional beings that exist. You know, yeah. I don't believe this, but this was a big thing on Art Bell. And people would call in, <laughs> and he would always, like, yes, and then he would have, like, time travelers. Like, it's time travel show. And people would call in, hi, Art, I'm a time traveler. I work at a 24-hour pharmacy in Baton Rouge. Go ahead. right he didn't discount anybody it was all and it was great i mean it was it was the best thing to listen to driving late at night it was this crazy spooky radio show it was really fantastic oh uh yeah uh, coast to coast am with art bell and he really dealt with conspiracy you know bigfoot ufos all that all that stuff and Um, he was how skeptical was he not at all. He had oh, okay, not cool. a scintilla of skepticism. That cool. was yeah. the beauty of it. It was all real. You could say that when you see a shadow, when you think you see a person, what that means is nine times out of 10, you're tired. Right. And your brain is trying to assemble an image. Yeah, I believe you know, that's how it works. Yeah, right? the, yeah. It's, it's like a hallucination in the desert. You know, your brain is taking information and working over time, trying to assemble it into a into a vision. Yeah, you could argue that that's what a conspiracy theorist does. He takes disparate pieces of information and is straining at the bit to formulate it into something factual that validates his belief. Yeah, uh, you know that's, that's how all that, that labor. Work. Yeah, yeah, it's wow. a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And <laughs> but again, it, it is the nature of the beast. If you you know, if you believe the moon landing was fake, that Stanley Kubrick directed the right. moon landing. He had nothing else to do. Yeah, then the more vehemently he denies it, the more it proves your case. Right. You know, that's the beauty <laughs> of it. You know, it's like you can't be wrong. And then when they are disproven, they just move on. You yeah, know. it's forgotten. Yeah. It's, yeah, in the 90s, everybody was getting abducted. I don't know if anybody's been abducted recently. We've moved on to something else. People were getting buggered by aliens all over the 90s. Um, not anymore. <laughs> you know, the Elvis is alive is a great example of a conspiracy. Yeah. It just, it's very simple. People didn't want to believe he was dead. Yeah, it stinks. You don't want to think yeah. about that. Yeah, so he's, he's not dead. He's alive. Oh, good. He works at a truck stop or something. You know, it's just like... <laughs> People don't want to believe that Lee Harvey Oswald can just up and kill the president. No, it had to be XYZ PDQ. I can understand why you would think that. It's more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and in terms of the people doing some of the most work and having the most fun, as we know, the Earth is a round object. It also has like a North Pole and a South Pole, uh, right? So there's like a lot of ice in both those spots. And for so, now. <laughs> uh, yeah, for, for the next couple of weeks, the maybe. Next 10 years. Yeah. So the at Flat Earth Org on Twitter, they're, they're, they have a blue check mark. They're one of the main groups for the Flat Earth. They have tweeted that they believe in climate change. They yes. think it's a real thing. They said, quote, it would be nothing short of irresponsible to question something with so much overwhelming evidence behind it and something <laughs> that threatens us so directly as a species. And, quote, they are more on top of it than half our political parties. Good for that. Yes. And so the thing is, and this picked out in a cracked article, Five Conspiracy Theories That Have Insanely Dumb Obvious Flaws by Adam Wares. If they believe in climate change, but also a flat earth, then we are extra screwed. Yeah. Because their theory is based on Antarctica actually being the ice wall around yeah, it. Yeah. So the, uh, the, uh, imagine what the earth really is, is a, a hockey rink. Yeah, <laughs> uh, with the with the boards being made, with the boards are made of ice, and everything else is yeah. uh, is dirt and ocean. Apparently, yeah, it so does got it like holding in the oceans yeah. for us. I guess the premise, <laughs> I guess the premise behind the flat Earth is they can't see how you would be on the under part of a sphere. You'd just fall and, off somehow. Yeah, or and just fall off somehow. Yeah, which I will admit is hard to grasp logically, but you sure. know, I don't know how records work. And they don't even make them anymore. <laughs> you know, it's like, I couldn't explain to you how an LP 
makes the same song come out of two different LPs, but it does. Right. Just because I can't figure <laughs> something out doesn't, it's just, it's so narcissistic. How could this be? I can't figure it out. Right. My phone is full of gizmos and yeah. that's how it works. That's all I need to know. Yeah. It's, it doesn't, it's, it's, doesn't mean the earth is a hockey rink. Yeah. How, how, do, how do people know what part of your tooth to drill to get rid of the toothache? Like, I don't know how oh, this boy. works. You know, it's like, I can't figure it out, but they do it. So I understand the root belief, but I also think, especially with flat earthers, which is so, talk about swinging big. Yeah. There's got to be some level of fundamental narcissism involved where it's just like the root belief of all humanity you dismiss. Yeah, that's true. It, it is like such a centuries and centuries of things we've figured out. Like there were, there were ancient Greeks who figured out that the earth was probably round. Yeah. Like just, just because of like sun angles and things. Yeah. They looked at. And it does, it's like narcissism. The people who believe in the end times is going to happen yeah. while they're here. Oh you know, yeah, it's like that's a the robust earth has been one. Ar- the earth has been around for billions of years, but it's going to end while I'm here. <laughs> you know, because I'm the main character. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm the main character. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. George no, Washington really. and Jesus and all them were side yeah, characters. Side characters. I'm the the number one. Yeah, Ted Krimlin. <laughs> so we plumbing uh, contractor. Right. <laughs> Yeah, he's on a flat earth where, again, <laughs> if climate change is real, the oceans are going to start leaking out into space Yeah, uh, pretty soon. Like, we'll we'll have other problems when climate change happens because the earth is round. But, like, they yeah. think where it's just going to drain out like a broken tub or and something. And some flat earthers believe there's an extra earth. Like, there's a spare earth on the other side of the ice that's guarded by mermaids and something. And that that's oh, how that's we fun. get all of our other stuff. That's very, I'm not lying. That's very like Jules Verne. I'm kind of into that. You know? Yeah, there's a professional football or basketball player that's a flat earther that believes in that. Will, Lang- Will Langett, I think it's Kyrie Irving on the Celtics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he'll he just say that stuff and people are like, uh, no, that's not a thing. And he's like, <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to go play basketball. Yeah, exactly. I'm all set. <laughs> yeah. The fact that you deny it proves I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> Support for today's show comes from our friends at Turo. That is spelled T-U-R-O. You can find it as an app or the website, Turo.com. They are a peer-to-peer car sharing marketplace. So those four letters, T-U-R-O, will get you on the road. They let you borrow the car of another person, pay them for the privilege, then they get money. You get the exact vehicle you need in whatever city or situation you need it for, and everybody wins. You might know more about cars than me. I'm not like an expert on the various kinds of cars, but apparently Turo has Teslas, Porsches, Mercedes-Benz, BMW, Ferrari, Subaru, Toyota, and more. I almost had to take a breath twice just to do the entire list of, of the tip of the iceberg of their car types. It's very exciting. You're also backed up by insurance options available on every trip, and you can skip the rental counter by renting with Turo. So download the Turo app, that is T-U-R-O, on the App Store or Google Play, or visit Turo.com. Get $25 off your first trip when you sign up for Turo, and use promo code CRACKED25 at checkout. Terms apply. Support for today's show comes from American Hysteria. American Hysteria is a podcast that explores moral panics like stranger danger and satanic ritual abuse, urban legends like poison Halloween candy and phantom clowns, and conspiracy theories like the gay agenda and the Illuminati. Join host Chelsea Weber-Smith, a former fantastical thinker and growing skeptic, as she gives us sometimes heartfelt, sometimes hilarious, sometimes horrifying look at how American freakouts shape our history, psychology, politics, and culture, and make us all into believers one way or another. What a perfect fit with the stuff we like on here. Uh, You can get into also like forgotten oddities of distant American history. I don't know if kids remember Tinky Winky's outing. Uh, If you remember what the Teletubbies were, that's clear in your head. Also, there was that time Elvis worked with Nixon in the war on drugs. There's just a lot of fun stuff going on here with the 19th, 20th, 21st centuries and everywhere in between. From Skylark Media, you can now binge all of Season 1, and Season 2 begins June 3rd. Subscribe to American Hysteria wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, we have so many others here. This is a recent theory about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. 
uh-huh. uh, the the Supreme Court justice. The theory is that she died in January of 2019. Uh, she did not. She's still alive. But it was based on her recovery from surgery for lung cancer. She was just out of public sight for a few weeks because right. she was recovering. And then people decided, nope, she died. And they're just covering it up because the deep state somehow is doing that, even though they don't run the government. Yeah, they don't run the government. It would behoove them to have her replaced. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You know, it's like the deep state can cover up Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death and replace her with an exact carbon copy of herself. Yeah. Who is as smart as the original. (laughs) But they couldn't stop Brett Kavanaugh. (laughs) (laughs) they couldn't they couldn't stop a guy yeah they're really on and off the deep state yeah that's very their ability well the deep (laughs) the deep state used to be called it used to be the cia in the 60s it was always you know the cia is doing it and it's uh, it's this mysterious and then when we realized the cia is sort of incompetent then it became the deep state right right just this again it's just amorphous enough to legitimize any success or failure. Yeah, especially it's a more robust conspiracy theory because the CIA has like a building and and yeah. people we know are in it and stuff. Yeah. So you can prove they're not doing anything. But the deep state is just like a, it's a yeah, statement. A, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's like the commies. They're going to get you. Right. Ooh, the commies, they're coming. But at they're least everywhere. the commies have some countries and flags and stuff. Right. You know, like right. deep state, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. No, it's great. It's just like it's the boogeyman. You know, yeah. it used to be the you know used to be in the seven in the 1600s. It was the devil lived in the woods. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Well, and uh, and with these deep state operations with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she <laughs> secret she, agent Ginsburg. She had surgery in real life in December of 2018, and then in real life she made an appearance at a concert February 4th of this year, and she was personally seen by multiple reporters for the Supreme Court press corps. But the conspiracy theory people said that was fake news, in particular because no one took a picture of her at the concert; they just said she was there. I say no one really takes pictures of people at concerts uh, to, like, document that they're alive. But these people said, ah, it's just more evidence. We got her. Right, right, right. Uh, That's pretty much all of the things they think about it. Like, she's just still alive, and and that's the way it is. You just take a random thing that proves your point. How do you know that Lee Harvey Oswald killed JFK? Well, there's a guy with an umbrella on the sidewalk. <laughs> that's for, that's one of the things. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> and the guy with the umbrella was there. And what it was sure. was he was calling him an appeaser because that was a famous symbol of appeasement. Neville Chamberlain came back from the summit with Hitler waving his umbrella saying there'll be peace in our time. JFK's father, Joseph Kennedy Sr., who was the ambassador to the course of St. James, was also a very famous appeaser, wanted to appease Hitler and didn't want America to be involved in World War II only because it was bad for business. It's yeah, quite true. It's a thing. Um, and so what that – yeah, somebody was – accusing JFK of being an appeaser like his father. He was dressed up holding an umbrella. Because it was a sunny day, so it wasn't for rain. But he was like, this is a symbol we all get. Yeah, yeah, right. World War II was like 20 years ago, so we all remember. Yeah, it was all there. But also it's like, if this was a massive conspiracy, why would you put a guy with an umbrella on the street? (laughs) You know, it's like, wouldn't you make it secret? Yeah, sure. Yeah, but none of these things stand up. To yeah. logic, what you're talking about is just a great example. No one took a picture of Ruth Gator. Bin- well, that proves it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, I bet we could get footage of her at that concert. Yeah, it's, uh, there's probably something on Snapchat or something. Where she's or security in a frame. camera footage of her walking into the building or something. Oh, yeah, that might be a thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or the fact that you can see her now at the Supreme Court. Yeah, she does stuff and is she around. She shows up at work. Because also this one is what? a particularly amazing case of – the closest thing we have to like an actual study of how willing people are to uh, release their crazy belief once there's proof that it was crazy, uh, because there's a site called SCOTUS blog, which is an amazing site for just knowing about what's going on at right. the Supreme Court. But they said they did a like a bunch of labor on Twitter and they were they indexed 82 Twitter accounts with at least 10,000 followers who all promoted the theory that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died secretly and it was being covered up. And so they looked at these 82 accounts. Only 10 of them did follow-up tweeting of some kind, any kind, to say, oh, she's alive. Like, uh, acknowledging at least that she's around. Yeah, they just put it out there. 
And then three of those accounts within those couple of months got banned from Twitter for doing something terrible. So they're gone. So then they went to the other 69 accounts and either direct messaged them or at mentioned them to say, hey, obviously, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is alive. Do you want to, like, say anything about it or retract it? Are you planning to do anything? And basically all of them refused. 49 of the 69 never replied. And then most of the 20 that did reply demanded further evidence that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is alive. For example, Stephen Miller, not the White House guy, but a different guy. Uh, he's at Red Steez. He has over 170,000 followers. And he told SCOTUS blog, quote, going to need to see photographic or video proof of her from the bench before I do something like that. Oh, right. SCOTUS doesn't allow cameras. How convenient. End quote. And then he like screen capped it and tweeted it out to his followers to be like, ah, I've owned yet another crazy lib uh, by not acknowledging that that she's alive. Because, of course, it's a whole conspiracy that they don't take pictures of Supreme Court proceedings. Right. Yeah. And that's Uh, why they do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That's a good one. I didn't even I wasn't even aware of the depth of that one. And they, they get nothing from that, by the way. From oh, her the being, conspiracists? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, what is the whole... Yeah, what do you get? Right. Yeah, what's the conspiracy <laughs> of her not being dead that it's, wouldn't have been... That, that, that they could do that, but they couldn't stop Brett Kavanaugh. They, they couldn't convince Anthony Kennedy not to retire. Right. <laughs> right. But they grew a clone of somebody in a lab <laughs> waiting for them to... You know, it's just... it's Well, it's the conspiracy of, of Obama not being born in this country. That, that upon right. his birth, his right. mother knew... <laughs> he was going to be the president. You know, it's just like it it doesn't bear up to two lines of questioning. It's just Right. The deep state is just manipulating hundreds of thousands of potential president birth certificates. Yeah. It's, at the moment of birth. At the moment of birth. They ha- <laughs> the conspiracy had to have been entered into at his birth. Yeah. You know? Yep. But, and especially to say in, when was he born? Like early 60s? Yeah, like 61. Surely this not white child will be a president someday. Yeah, no. It's, like that's a bold prediction yeah. in the 60s. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, this Guy with a crazy name in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's madness. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they uh, it works to the government's advantage. Area 51 is a great example. Oh, yeah, of everybody, so many fun things. Yeah, well, everybody thought that Area 51 was where we were, had UFOs. Where What was really going on in the Area 51 was it's where we were working on uh, stealth technology to create aircraft that were impervious to radar. That's That's what we were doing. And now we have that. Right. Yeah. The more people thought it was UFOs, the less people thought it was stealth technology. So they had a vested interest in this going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's aliens. Yeah, it's aliens. Yeah, that that takes so many people out of the running to find out. Yeah. People aren't aren't as concerned as to what's really going on. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. The government lucked out. Yeah. Yeah, fun. One of the astronauts like inadvertently leaked like what was going on there, just like they released- like footage of it or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was like some Like of the clumsy. stealth experiments. Yeah, yeah. There was yeah, one, yeah. And there was another one where they had a, uh, whatever the aircraft was, they had like a 1-1 model of it on a pole in the middle of the desert. And they would, you know, then they would fly these satellites over to see if they could detect it. Yeah. Uh, and then whenever Sputnik would go over, they would have to take it down. So Sputnik wouldn't see it and report it to Russia. Like they were photographing. But (laughs) what it did pick up was that the ground below it was cooler where the fake aircraft was shade, was, was, was causing shade on the ground in the desert. That's wild. So they did pick up the heat signature of it and, and basically figured out what its shape was. That that leads to another thing with a lot of these conspiracy theories, especially new ones. I feel like the truth of things that are happening is also cool. Like it's really astounding. Usually, to me much more so that that people are like, "Oh, it's the Earth has got to be flat." Like, no, climate science is fascinating. Like, why don't you just get into that? That's like yeah, look at the real stuff. Incredible. Like a lot of it's scary, but like, yeah. but like what an incredible scientific thing to get into, and like stealth experiments like that. That's basically a science fiction thing or, or like Wonder Woman's invisible plane. Like that's really cool. Yeah, uh, no, you, you know, it's, it's, it's not that Elvis isn't alive. It's that he died because he took so many opioids. He had a, right. many, 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 many pounds of impacted feces in his body that caused so much internal strain. Yeah. Uh, it killed him. 
it's yeah, it's very. It's, it's he very literally sad. died yeah. from being full of shit. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I, I feel like Area Fifty One leads us into another amazing facility in the world, which is CERN. It's the Large Hadron Collider is at uh, the European Organization for Nuclear Research. And then the the French words for that make the acronym CERN. It's this right. amazing scientific Which is facility. also unfortunately part of a name of a uh, ancient Greek deity. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's, yeah, that's a theory. This is from six conspiracy theories that are unintentionally hilarious. Right? <laughs> because the theory is that CERN is being used to open the gates to like a monster dimension or ancient God dimension. And, you know, it's fun to think of a, a Hadron Collider as being some kind of Stargate or something. Right. Uh, but also those are like just really cool if you want to know how they work. But the theory is that yeah, it's being what they used. do isn't interesting enough, apparently. <laughs> right, the actual neatest science of all time yeah. is not cool. We're not into it. <laughs> yeah, but the theory is that they're using it to open another dimension and usher in the reign of Cernunos, who is a Celtic antler-headed god of fertility and forests. Right, and Cernunos has CERN at the front of it. So right. clearly, it's not just that the French language works away; it's that it's some kind of thing to bring in an antler god. Right, but also. <laughs> So this, we're going to open up a portal and this guy's going to make more forests and we'll be fertile. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> it's yeah, not a Cthulhu. It's just, like, <laughs> it's just like some dude that runs around the forest and has sex. That seems like a pretty good deal to me. <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. He's a pretty positive guy. Yeah, sounds like, like. <laughs> he seems like a nice dude. It's okay. Go off in the, have a little and then take a walk in the woods. You know, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> right. It's like, I'm going to draw a bunch of pentagrams on my floor to summon Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> like, no, that would be fine. I'll, you could do that. Yeah, That's exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to summon the powers of the Dark Lord and get Creedence Clearwater Revival back together. <laughs> They were good. They were yeah. good. I enjoyed sure. them. <laughs> Looking out my back door, all the hits. I am going to summon the powers of Grayskull and reunite the loving spoonful. <laughs> all right. Try it. A hellstorm of smooth melodies <laughs> will consume the cities. The cities will be a hellscape of easily digestible pop. <laughs> and then there's also the incels, which is, you know, there was a recent tsunami of criticism about the uh, young woman that helped create the photograph of the black hole that came out in April. Yeah. And the whole thing yeah, was a that. conspiracy on behalf of MIT <laughs> dating back decades <laughs> right. to make this woman look good. If people don't remember, there was a cool picture of a black hole in April. Yeah. And it was our first picture of a black hole. And it was credited mainly to a female scientist, Dr. Right. Katie Bowman at MIT. How uh, could that be? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. The whole theory is how could a woman make that picture? Yeah. <laughs> That's the entire theory. Yeah. Yeah. And and it was just, but it was just like, well, they're just doing this to make her look good because of politically correct culture. And it's like, and these guys are, they're in, it's called incels, which means yeah. involuntarily celibate. Yeah. Which used to be called. Being a creep who can't get laid because right. you're a creep, <laughs> you know, and really more economical term now. They really yeah, trimmed yeah. it down. <laughs> well, there's, there's, well, it goes to the first. It's victimhood. They're being victimized. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what they think. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's a self defeating. Pro it's 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 the definition of a self defeating prophecy. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, the more you know, I can't. I can't get laid, so I'm going to belittle women. And guess what? The more you belittle women. Hey, how about that? Yeah. You always have that guy that is like, I don't know, man. Chicks, man. I just can't. They just don't like yeah, me. They're crazy. Yeah. Well, what you really need to learn to do is you really need to learn how to listen. Yeah, I don't get it. They just don't like me. Well, you need to learn to listen. Maybe I should uh, move. Uh, maybe it's the town. <laughs> you really need to learn to listen. There's no way. I don't know what it is. I can uh, work out, but I don't think that's going to matter. You need to learn to listen. Maybe I, I should live in another country. <laughs> You're not listening. This incel thing 
that term, I, I think it's very searchable and it's helped them build like a community online. Like there's places on Reddit or 4chan or even yeah. YouTube where they'll gather. And one of the leading <laughs> incels, because that's a thing, his name is Dariush Valizade. Yeah. And he claims that the black hole picture came from 2017 and attributing it to Dr. Katie Bowman is, quote, another globo homo psyop to emasculate men. Right. Come on, man. You want to get laid? Be interested in other people. Yeah, and don't say this stuff that I just quoted. Yeah, yeah. My God. Ask somebody about themselves and be interested in their answer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The next thing you know, you might find yourself talking to somebody. And who knows what'll happen. Incredible. One of my favorite things in the world is the law of unintended consequences. You know, the internet was supposed to bind us all together, open up this communication, but it's divided us because we've all moved into our personal echo chambers. If you're not an enlightened person with a level of sophistication about your thought, you go to a sewer, you know? Right. It's, it's like, easier. you know, you know, it's like I can eat whatever I want. Yeah. You can eat a decent meal or a gallon of ice cream. Well, especially if it's just ideas, it's not even a food with calories or something. Yeah, yeah. Like we it's don't just, think about the, the calories or impact of the ideas we throw around. Right. Really. And, and yeah. within cells, especially it's like, what is the, it's not, what am I doing? It's what's the, what is the world doing to me? Right. Yeah. <laughs> the globe, the yeah, entire. Yeah, globo homo psyop. <laughs> right. <laughs> or you're a douche. If you meet an asshole in the morning, you've met an asshole. If you meet assholes all day, you're the asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the uh, California wildfires. Right. Ah, a product of the climate changing and all these things. Yeah. The The story of it is that the climate has changed. And so places are drier than they usually were. And then a fire starts. Yeah. Uh, And then a lot of things burn down and it's very bad. And then on the internet, people have decided there are a huge range of conspiracy theories about- My favorite is the ray gun from space, (laughs) which is right out of Diamonds Are Forever. (laughs) That's like like half of Bond movies is a a laser in space. It's the best. It was Uh, Diamonds Are Forever and The Man with the Golden Gun, both had a laser in space. I think- And Moonraker. Moonraker, uh, GoldenEye is like kind of a weapon like that. It rules. It's great. Because yeah, these uh, the Sacramento Bee uh, up, up- right by the fires, they went around and collected theories that at least two conspiracy sites have spread around. And one is that if you look at the burn patterns in some aerial photos from the fires, uh, the theory is they can only be explained by targeted lasers, uh, which must have been operated by either terrorist groups or the U.S. government or aliens or fourth thing. (laughs) That has to have been what happened. And I don't think that's the case. Yeah. I think everything just burned down real fast because yeah, because of, there's been a ten year drought and the forest was made of kindling, right? <laughs> and it was weird that it wasn't on fire under the circumstances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, and it feels like it's part of. There's just so much of a quantity of information in the world yeah. that people who wanted a theory around this had something to latch onto. They had like Google Earth or some picture from space, sure. so they could be like, "Oh, this will be evidence." Here we yeah, go. and that just came from how could this terrible thing happen? Right. That's my <laughs> right. <a> reason. <laughs> the theory claims that the lasers were shot from. Either planes or spaceships or unmanned drones or fourth thing. And and it's <laughs> for reasons thing. that were not ent- entirely clear. Like apparently the sites could not really agree on why anyone would burn down a bunch of California and and like a <laughs> bunch of towns. Like if, for people who don't know and aren't, aren't in the state. Like it, it, it was a real disaster. Yeah, it was, really it was a bad. huge disaster. And then these fires, they also claimed that it was, uh, there's a whole separate theory. It was planned by clandestine groups such as the Illuminati or the New World Order. Ah, two classics. There right. we go. And then there's also a theory, this is extrapolating from reports that the 2017 wildfires the year before destroyed expansive marijuana farms Uh, Some alternative news websites claims, with little evidence, that drug cartels from Mexico or South America may have played a role in sparking the blaze. And that's one where, like, like these fires, especially, it's amazing building a, a conspiracy theory around the most elaborate technologies in the world to explain fire. A natural process, like like the <laughs> yeah. first thing we discovered. Yeah. Amazing. You can see the origin of it. During the Mueller investigation, when... We didn't know what was going on. We didn't know what was going to happen. A lot of people that are not a fan of our current government were really counting on him coming through with the goods 
Yeah, big time. That was going to turn life into an Aaron Sorkin wet dream and <laughs> the forces of justice would prevail. And, and you could see people wanting to assemble that narrative in their mind. Yeah. And I know specifically when it was released and it wasn't as damning as we had hoped, like people like Rachel Maddow, like she was eating her own shoes. She didn't know what to do or say, right. you know, because you've constructed an alternate reality in your head and you start to believe it. And then when real reality encroaches, a sophisticated person has to go, oh, okay, I was wrong. Let me step back. And yeah. it's either your ability to say you were wrong and step back or you double down. You know, and doubling down is now because our president does it is like a sign of strength. Oh, yeah. It's actually a sign of <laughs> it's the it's the flag of weakness. It's like I'm incapable of admitting right. I made a mistake. <laughs> that's that's not a sign of strength. And they're like, no, it means I'm strong because look how loud I'm yelling right. and how many capital letters I'm using. Mm -hmm. It's clear. Those are clear strength things. Yeah, it's uh, it's always you know they it's in our nomenclature now. I was reading a review of uh, Louis C.K.'s show in Minneapolis, and he was talking about how like, he doubled down on his Parkland. It's like that's now in the vernacular of I'm going to stick to my guns. And uh, when you're wrong, there's no point in doubling down. Vietnam, great example. We were wrong. We doubled down. <laughs> we doubled down repeatedly. Great. Yeah, yeah. Doubled yeah. into next yeah. door countries. Right, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. We <laughs> finally settled on the same deal in 1974 that we had in 1968. So it only meant Oof. that uh, yeah, so many thousands <laughs> of people were killed for no reason. Great. We yeah. doubled down. Seems like with something like the Mueller report where we put so much, uh, so many hopes on it yeah, and hopes. built so much expectations on it, that prevented us from appreciating what we got, you know? Like the report yeah. was full of things that are basically obstruction of justice and also just a lot of stories about him clearly being not fit to be the president. Right. Yeah. But because it didn't say he was like, like Simon wearing Bar sinister, right? Like wearing right. one of those old furry communist hats yeah, in yeah. Moscow. He didn't right. do that. Right. So, so uh, now we're sad. But like people, we got nothing. <laughs> right. And, and people wanted that fact to be in there. They wanted him to be shown in a Russian hat. They wanted him to be Simon Bar Sinister because then it would all make sense. Yeah. Okay. He shouldn't be there. This proves why he got in there. Now we can correct this mistake. Right. But in fact, for a lot of people that don't support him, it's just a bad thing that happened. It happened yeah. because more people voted for him than voted. Well, not actually, that's not true. Less people voted for him than voted for Hillary Clinton, but he drew an, right. in, he drew an inside straight in the Electoral College and he yeah. won the election. As we, any of, of all parties, look at the future, we all want to know what's going to happen and have control over it and stuff. And maybe as a product of that, there's a theory uh, from a specific YouTuber named the Third Eagle of the Apocalypse. Uh, but he believes that there's oh, a, a, a work that predicts uh, Nostradamus style, the collapse of the United States and Russian takeover. And the work is Fifty Shades of Grey, uh, <laughs> the the fantastic literary series that right, we yeah. all love so much. Yeah. Uh, but he believes it's an enormous metaphor and prediction for uh, the book of Revelation happening and the, if the Nostradamus, characters line up. If Nostradamus wrote at a fifth grade level. <laughs> But he, uh, uh, the guy, he's on YouTube, and this is from uh, that cracked article, Six Conspiracy Theories That Are Unintentionally Hilarious by Adam Wears. And he picks out photos of this guy's on YouTube, so you can see him like reading his own prophecy. But as he's doing it, he's holding up uh, like documents, and you can kind of see through the paper, it's just a printout of the Wikipedia page for Patience, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's not like anything important. But he believes that. Anastasia Steele, the main female character, lines up with the Whore of Babylon from the Book of Revelation, which lines up with the United States. And then Christian that, Gray. There's a leap right there. Yeah. <laughs> what do you there mean? There was no United States then. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and yeah. then Christian Gray lines up with the Book of Revelation's Scarlet Beast and then Red Russia. Oh, my God. Here right. we are. Again. There was no Russia at that time. <laughs> right? Also Russia not was thing. not red. At the, there was no communist. <laughs> <clears throat> and then uh, he also claims that the 50 shades in the title is an oblique reference to there being 50 states in the United States. And that the gray is a reference to like the, the ruined, depowered land of the country after all this right. happens and we're all destroyed. Right. And it's just on YouTube. You can just go yeah. find it. Uh, we're not going to link you to it. But, but people yeah, can just broadcast that. that to anybody they want. Yeah. Yeah, and you can, yeah, well, can I could, 
if I wanted to take six months, I could write a book on how the John Wick series <laughs> is a comment on- Go on. Is a comment on, name it, globalization. Yeah, there you go. I could do it. Yeah. That's, that was not their intention. Right. <laughs> but I could do it. I know I see people writing things about things that we did at The Simpsons that were- you know, it's like oh, it's like no, no, that's not what we. That's not what that was. It's it's like a very Monday morning quarterback light positive version of of this kind of thinking. Yeah, like just I watch this show a lot and I like it a lot and I think I see things that aren't there. Yeah, that's like I mean, nice. You know. Yeah, or you put things into it that. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, that's not what it was. We also we have a few things here that I, I feel like the, the way technology changes makes some conspiracy theories extra interesting. And one of them is that old classic of tinfoil hats. Right. That thing of like, oh, I'm going to put a hat of tinfoil on my head. It's like it's like the visual signifier of a conspiracy theorist. Right. Yeah. It was a cartoon that came out of the 50s, I believe, where people thought that the government was uh, using radio waves to read their thoughts. And they would <laughs> wear a tinfoil hat to repel the radio waves. What they ah, did- take that. Some people at MIT said, let's test this. And what they found out was that in some cases, the tinfoil hat actually amplified the radio waves. <laughs> yeah. You're not doing yourself any favors. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. It is. I love MIT's like prank and comedy culture because it leads to things like this. It was 2005 and they found that specifically tinfoil hats block most waves, but then amplify mobile communications and broadcast satellite waves. And then also amplify aeronautical radio navigation and more importantly, space to earth, space to space satellites. So it makes it easier for cell phone and satellite stuff to get into your head. <laughs> so we're all carrying that kind of thing. And, and the tinfoil hat actually increases how much yeah, that could uh, actually help. be done to you. It'll it's amazing. <laughs> well, the, and go back and that before that it was fluoridation in water. Oh, oh. You know, like in Doctor Strange yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was a that yeah, that didn't come out of nowhere. There was a huge huge belief that uh fluoridation was a communist conspiracy. <laughs> that you know, that didn't come out of nowhere and that was a yeah. you know, cuz I believe the, it came out of the John Birch Society and a couple of other very very right-wing organizations. In, um, the, in the 40s and 50s that it was an attempt by communists to subvert American culture through better dental hygiene. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think in Dr. Strangelove doesn't the, the crazy general who's worried about it think it's going to like mess with our sexual fluids yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. General it's, Jack D. Ripper. Yeah. <laughs> Pure, purity of essence. That was of essence. Well, and, uh, and then maybe I, I almost want to round off with like, what do we do now? Like as we go out into the world and it's full of conspiracy theories, like maybe maybe one thing to do is not assume all depth is something because there's more and more depth all the time yeah. with everything. There's more information about everything. Maybe we all need to read less into stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's, <laughs> like, <laughs> here's one thing that is a problem in the 1980s with deregulation. Television networks made their news departments profit centers. Right. Whereas before the news was a revenue neutral responsibility of broadcasting and it wasn't for profit. But then Reagan deregulated everything. Everything in life became a profit center. Right. So now news, like all networks, is targeted to an audience. Mm -hmm. It's micro-targeted to conservative, liberal, and it's impossible to get an objective news source. Right. That's incredibly dangerous. It also seems Just, like it's scary because if you think you managed to find an objective one, then you don't really have the ability to like keep checking if it's objective, you know? Right. Like it's easy to get sucked yeah. into that too. But so the thing to do is get your news from a variety of sources and take the aggregate. Yeah. Don't just listen to Fox or MSNBC or CNN, but or 4chan, yeah. Yeah, or 4chan, yeah. <laughs> you know, graze around and get news from a, a lot of different sources. Follow journalists that you like on Twitter and and Yeah. Because you know, I know I know people that only watch Rachel Maddow. And when yeah. and when the Mueller investigation became belly up, started to form their own conspiracy theories. Well, they got to him. No, you've just been you haven't fully educated yourself on the reality of this. You've been listening to yeah. Uh, spin for too long. And your reality is at war with reality, reality. 
we need to not hope so much. By which I mean, we need yeah. to be ready for stuff to not be what we expected. And yeah, life, was. life's hard. Like, life's hard and unelegant. Yeah. <laughs> life's, yeah. Life is cruel, yeah. short, and brutal. Thanks, yeah. everybody. I, right. <laughs> I was thinking the phrase, we need to not hope so much. And I was like, God, there's got to be another way to put that. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, 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 we need to. Well, I, here's what. It, this is what I This is how I literally close my act when I perform live. Life is not fair. And that's OK. Yeah. Terrible stuff happens all the time. Next time you think life is unfair. And you want to go on Facebook and write a 10-paragraph screed <laughs> that nobody reads, but everybody hits like on. Yeah. Take five minutes, go outside, and try explaining to a homeless person how expensive it is to go camping. <laughs> <laughs> Even just going outside. Like, oh, just trees go and outside. birds. Hey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. In and of itself, going outside should do the trick, yeah. Folks, that's the episode for this week. My thanks to Dana Gould for uh, diving into the human psychology that we all have. We all have brains that work a, a certain way, and we can all put them into a gear that makes us more receptive to facts, I think. And so that's a good thing. And in our food notes, you will find all the cracked articles we drew on in this episode. A special thanks to Adam Wares, who's a fantastic cracked writer who uh, has contributed a lot of the articles on this particular topic. You'll also find other sources. In particular, I want to pick out that SCOTUS blog article. SCOTUS blog is just a really good site to go to if you want to know about kind of up-to-the-minute news about Supreme Court decisions, especially because they make some wild ones lately. And they really did something amazing with that Ruth Bader Ginsburg theory. Like, I, it's, it's one of the rare times that someone has actually broken down how receptive shitty Twitter accounts are to changing their tune and updating their information. They are trapped. Tragically, not that into it, especially because that one's political. So, you know, we're extra motivated to be wrong. It's really astounding stuff. And I think it's really good to be aware of as the news keeps happening and wild, crazy stuff keeps getting peddled. I also want to point out a New York Times article in there with uh, one of the many QAnon theories. This is a theory that the 2018 Trump omnibus spending bill, you know, just the budget for the government, that it funded a military operation to seize trillions of dollars with a T in deep state cabal assets and then release those trillions of dollars to the public, right? Finally, the regular people get those trillions of dollars the deep state's been hiding and with a lot of these theories we talked about today, they, I, I think as Dana said, and, and I agree, a lot of times they're driven by uh, people being sad or hurting or something like that. And that in particular seems like one, that just Trump is about to deliver bales of cash to the average person from some hidden spot. It makes you feel for these people. Uh, I think the more we can reach them kindly, or, or at least reach them in a positive way, uh, the better that helps everybody. And of course, I want to point you to other ways you can enjoy more Dana Gould because he's, uh, he's simply the best. The Dana Gould Hour is available on your podcast player. Check it out. And then here are the specific dates and times where you can see Dana on the road in those western half of the country cities. June 6th, that's a Thursday. He is at the Aladdin Theater in Portland, Oregon with Bobcat Goldthwait on that show with Two Heads Tour. Then they continue to Harlow's Restaurant and Nightclub in Sacramento, California on June 7th. Then they're at the Marines Memorial Theater in San Francisco, California on June 8th. And they're at the Gothic Theater in Englewood, Colorado on June 9th. So June 6th through 9th, Dana and Bobcat Goldthwait will be in your city doing two-headed stand-up. I think they do it separately, but you know, two heads, very fun. Also, Dana is doing stand-up at the Comedy Store in La Jolla on July 19th, 20th, and 21st. July 19, 2021, and there are two shows on the 19th and 20th. So lots of ways to see him. Of course, there is a link in the food notes to get tickets to all of these shows. Have a nice night out supporting live comedy. I think you should do it. And beyond that, our theme music is Chicago Falcon by the Budos Band. This episode was engineered by Jordan Duffy and edited by Chris Souza. If you love this episode, that's great. If you hated it, let me know about it on social media. That's right, social media. A space where there are just more and more wild hairs out there, and I think we should be ready to acknowledge that not everything in the world has a bunch of crazy conspiracy layers to it. Sometimes, as Dana said, stuff just happens. 
my own Twitter account. It's very sensible. It's mostly posts about Snoopy. That is at Alex Schmitty. My Instagram is at Alex Schmittstagram, and I'm on the wider internet at my website, alexschmitty.com. That's got my show dates, my fun email newsletter of free internet stuff tips that you can enjoy, and so much more. And I'm here to say we will be back next week with more Cracked Podcast. So how about that? Talk to you then. Once again, we would like to thank Turo, that is T-U-R-O, for supporting the show and hopefully getting you on the road in the exact car you need. Maybe you're moving and you need something with cargo space. Maybe you want to have a fun day and you want something with like a crazy large engine. Again, I don't know a lot about cars. I just know they have great ones. Use Turo's peer-to-peer car sharing marketplace to have the exact experience you want. Download the Turo app, that is T-U-R-O, on the App Store or Google Play, or visit Turo.com. Get $25 off your first trip when you sign up for Turo, and use promo code CRACK25 at checkout. Terms apply. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf.com.